Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Is there an elementary school student in here or something? There's a pencil in here. Who? When's the last time anyone ever used a pencil? To write with? Like, get out of here. Like, if I'm sketching, you know, like Jack on the Titanic, sketching mm-hmm. French girls, I would use a pencil. It is a number two pencil. That is a quality pencil. I might use it to mark a golf car- scorecard. Man, I couldn't tell you the last time I used a pencil. Huh. That'll do it for pencil chat. Wow, what a sp- <laughs> what a way to start the podcast. Although, do you remember having those mechanical pencils and then you'd pretend they're needles and you'd stick it in your veins? Yeah, God, I'm a junkie. Cool. I hate mechanical pen. I press, re- I'm an aggressive, I have aggressive penmanship, Bryce. It's a real thing. Um, I, I look at a mechanical pencil and the lead breaks. Aggressive penmanship. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. That might be the least cool thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garner Andrews? I've heard he has aggressive penmanship. That guy has aggressive penmanship. Have you seen how neat I print, though? I print aggressively, but it's very, very neat. Oh, my, not me. No. No. What were we going to talk about? Did we have... I don't even know, man. Oh. Well, I was... You know what? So on the weekend, you were saying that you drove to Banff and back in a single day. Yeah, I left at 8 o'clock in the morning, rolled back into town 10 o'clock at night. I had to go down there and take one of my gifted children out for lunch. It's her birthday today. Mm -hmm. She turns 20 today. I can't believe she's 20. Where's the time gone? I know. So, And she had to work on Saturday night, so there's no point hanging around in Banff. What am I going to do? Look at nature? (laughs) Boring. So instead, we drove back to Edmonton. Yeah, that's a long day of driving. Yeah. It was four relaxing, hours there, though. Four hours back. It was relaxing, kind of. That drive, Edmonton Edmonton to Calgary is a... I've done that drive maybe, oh, I yeah. don't know, 10,000 times. It seems to get longer every single time. But you know what's funny is like from where I live... Well, you live on the south side of the city too, but from the from my house to like if I was going to the airport in Calgary, it's like... Just over two and a half hours. Yeah. It's not that far. It's three hours if you're on the north side and you're going to the south side of Calgary. God, this is boring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What if you're listening somewhere and you're like, where are these guys? (laughs) What's all this? But you add that extra hour, hour and a half to get out to Banff on top of it. It's too far to go in a day. I will admit that. And I've done that several times now. That's a long drive. Yeah. Uh, My question is, because you have been so careful in your diet that when you do... Eight hours of driving in a single day. Did you keep it on the tracks or did you cave? This weekend was my worst weekend ever. Good. Friday night, I went out with some friends. I had wings, nachos, and four beer. Uh, Saturday at lunchtime, I had fish and chips. Then I had a burger and fries for dinner. And then yesterday, I went out and I had a fried chicken sandwich for lunch. 
and another beer and fries. It was a disaster of a weekend. Oh, man. And my hips, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was, I got to get back on track. I've done really well. But yeah, that was just that weekend. I kind of just went right off the rails. But the road snacks were kept to a minimum. I think I ate a banana while I was driving. <sighs> See, that's where I can't yeah. be tamed. No, you're a wild animal. I'm like a wild bronco out there. Yeah. I'm just garbage going into my mouth nonstop. It's airports and road trips. I don't know what happens to us all. It's just like all your good sense just disappears. Yeah, you fill up for gas as you're leaving town. You're like, you know what? Maybe I do need taquitos and chips and a chocolate bar and a Slurpee. Pork rinds? (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Like, who enjoys pork rinds? But if I'm on the highway, I'd be like... Maybe I'll have some pork rinds. Maybe I'll get one of these gas station sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, this gas station sells, it's like a a fruit cup, but it's full of macaroni salad. Maybe I'll have that. There's a gas, well, there's a 7-Eleven near my house uh, that is one of the ones that allows you, they serve beer there. Yeah. And you can sit there and have a beer. I've gone into it. I haven't yet to see anyone have beers there, (laughs) but the last time I was in there was just a bunch of teenagers were loitering in there. In the... Bar area, yeah, because it's it's just like chairs, and they were just sitting in there. But it's walled loud. off, like there's a wall. Around. Are we talking about the same one? It's a, it's a half wall. It's only like yes. up to your waist. Yeah. Do they call that a pony wall? No, a that's pony not. wall. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's almost like people can lean on it and watch you drink a beer in a Seven Eleven. Yeah. It's so bizarre. And it was just full of teenagers in there. Yeah. Just being loud and loitering. But uh, I don't think I'm there yet. No. I don't think I'm a gas station beer kind of guy. I think it's something you you gather some friends and you go there for an ironic convenience store beer. Again, this must be weird if you're listening somewhere where they don't treat you like children when it comes to alcohol. But where we live, there are very, very strict alcohol laws. Yeah. Like you can't buy it at a grocery store. You can't buy it at a convenience store except for a handful of these licensed 7-Elevens. But it's not like you can leave with it. I don't think you can. I don't know how that works. I think you have to enjoy it on site. Mm, and you enjoy know, it, you would. In a convenience store in the middle of the night. That's a smell they should make into a candle. 7-Eleven. Yeah. What is that smell? I don't know what it is. I think it's taquitos. <laughs> Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Bryce, hmm? don't you just love driving along and all of a sudden that little oil light's flashing on your dashboard? Oh, God. Thinks it's the boss of you? That thing tries to ruin my life. Yeah. Well, don't let it ruin your life. When that thing starts flashing, just go to Lube City and say, can you deal with this flashing light for me? Well, that just seems too easy. It is easy, especially when you realize there's 27 locations of Lube City, and you can find all those locations online at lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. I feel really self-conscious. I just did a lap through the building. Nobody said a thing. Is there anyone else wearing a jersey? No, I'm the only person wearing... No, there's. I saw one other guy. Okay, yeah, I thought there would have been a lot more. No, uh, Dayton's wearing one, but that he's the only other person. Because <sighs> this is the first time I've ever seen you wear a sports blouse. I know. Especially in a, to work. Oh, I know. In my real life, I never wear them. Like outside, maybe, I don't know, during a playoff run at home... If I'm having some friends over to watch the sports game, I'll throw one on. But this is the first time. No, this is the second time I've worn a sports blouse to work. Once I did it a few years ago, I got mocked 
Today, it's the exact opposite of a mocking because nobody said a thing to me. It's almost like, oh my God, he's wearing a sports jersey. It's almost like they feel bad for me or something. Maybe it's like they're like, ooh, geez. Maybe the team has jumped the shark. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If he's into it now, I'm not into it. Oh, even the guy who is wearing a sports jersey, Dayton, looked at me and then just looked away. He didn't even acknowledge, hey, Jersey Twins. He didn't do any of that. Hopefully the thing doesn't happen where someone wants to quiz you and comes up with three skill testing questions. Why don't you try me right now? I bet you I can answer them. Putting you on the spot. Who did the Oilers lose to in the playoffs last year? Who did they lose to in the playoffs last year? I remember they beat Calgary. They beat Calgary. <laughs> they beat Los Angeles. Yeah. And lost to... I can't remember now. I've blocked it. Okay, well, this was a bad start. Wow. Do you have another question for me? Colorado, by the way. Oh, it was Colorado, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who went on to win the Stanley Cup? Who are the two number one overall draft picks still on the Oilers roster? Well, that would be a, a young man named Connor McDavid mm -hmm. and another young man named, oh, I don't know if it's Leon or R&H. Hmm, who could it be? R&H. That is correct. Yes. All right. And finally, the question that will determine whether or not you should continue wearing the sports blouse. Okay. In 1983, who oh. scored the game-winning goal? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't even know that. You weren't even born. I don't even know where I was going with that question. Well, I thought you were going to have a, I thought, oh, my God, he's going deep. <laughs> Name the two goalies for the Oilers. Easy, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Keep that jersey on. Wear yes. It. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. So yesterday afternoon, I was just sort of out and about. It was a beautiful day. And I saw not one, but two different guys with giant wooden oil derricks in the, the backs of their trucks with the huge oilers flags. Oh, wow. And you think back about 15 years when there really was only one guy with an oil derrick in his truck. And if I saw two in the span of like 10 minutes yesterday, you would have to think there's oil derrick guys all over the city now. There must be. Like, did they Pinterest it? Did they put the plans on Pinterest so you could make one for yourself? Where what? do you keep the oil derrick in the off season? And I, I was thinking, too, that you uh, should probably do a stress test if you're using an old car flag. Oh, yeah. I was driving yesterday downtown and saw two that had clearly time had gotten to them and they just snapped off and then were laying in the road all sad and broken. Oh, yeah, that cold weather, it'll fatigue that plastic. And before you know it, it's gone. I don't know what the proper etiquette is, too. Do you pull over and pick up the flag? Do you fold it the way they fold those flags up in the military? What do you do? I did swerve to avoid it. Okay, good. At least you did that. I did that. I mean, I swerved onto a busy sidewalk. Yeah, and you uh, took out a couple of old timers. Yeah, and then I drove down a set of stairs and hit ended a fruit up <laughs> cart in the market. <laughs> Chased you know. a bunch of pigeons out of the square. You know how it goes. Yeah. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. You know what's funny is that on Friday night, I went out for a couple of beer and some wings with some guys I know, and they were talking about this exact same thing, and I didn't know this was a thing you could do in the big city. Apparently it's legal. I don't know. But this person said, I would love a topic on the show one day of bat-ass crazy neighbors that cross the line. 
My neighbor sits in his pickup truck and shoots the magpies on my property with a BB gun. He doesn't like to be woken up by birds. We have our gates locked so that they won't just walk into our backyard. The husband will ride by on his bicycle and prop himself up to look over our fence. This is the same neighbor that was spotted vacuuming his roof with a shop vac. I wish I was joking. I had no idea that you're allowed to just sort of whip out your BB gun and shoot magpies in the city. Is that a thing? Is that a real thing you can do? And when he rides by on his bike with his BB gun, that must be like if I saw a guy riding down the road with a BB gun strung over, I would just assume it's an assault rifle because I can't tell the difference between a BB gun and a like a real gun. That's not a thing people are actually doing, is it? You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I mean, I always love a good story of a crazy neighbor, but their example, uh, shooting the magpies with BB guns. Well, check this one out. Can confirm that people do shoot magpies in the city. My neighbor behind me has hit my house and my kitchen window a couple of times when he doesn't factor the wind correctly. It's a BB gun, and he assures me that he won't hit me that, and also, if he did, he says it wouldn't hurt, but it still puts me on edge when I'm on my deck. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy that either. No, uh, backyard is supposed to be your tranquil space to get away from it all, not uh, not dodging BBs from your neighbor. So here, I got one for you, Bryce. Would you rather have a house that backs onto a golf course or have a BB gun neighbor right behind you. Golf course. Really? No hesitation. Oh. No hesitation. I like the idea of not having anyone behind me. I like the idea of the golf course, but I would always, I always, I would wear a helmet in my yard at all times, I think. April through October, you are running a risk. Winter months, there's nothing there, man. It's whisper quiet. And at nighttime, dead quiet too. True. Maybe too quiet. Hmm. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Apparently, it's a thing people are doing in the big city. I had no idea. I didn't think you could shoot a gun. And I know it's a BB gun. I get it. But I didn't know you were allowed to do that in the city. Maybe you're not. Maybe I'm spreading misinformation. But everybody who's texting is like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. You can do that. Uh, This one's kind of not related to that at all. But it just says, "Uh, this one makes my hands sweat a bit. I used to rent a house by the university. I went out to my garage one morning, rear detached in the back alley, and saw a sleeping bag rolled out on the floor in some clothing. I lived alone. Super creepy. That night when I got home from work, my doorbell rang. It was the next door neighbor and her teenage son. She explained to me that she and her son had had a fight the night before. He took off and slept in my garage. Apparently, he had a key courtesy of the previous renters. The worst part, she made him apologize, and he told me that he watched me from the rafters that morning when I discovered his sleeping bag and clothes. He was watching me. That was in all caps. I never got over that and was always on edge. I moved as soon as my lease was up. Sharon. I would have to think that if you called your landlord and said, look, uh, there's a guy in my room, maybe they'd break the lease. But what do I know? It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Friday morning on the show, we were talking about... You've never been left in anything in anyone's will, right? No, never have. No. It's a dream. Is it? <laughs> in a weird, 
weird way. Is that your retirement plan? It is. I'm banking on this big time. I'll bet you there are people that that's their retirement plan. Yeah. Waiting for, you know, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma. But no, no, I've never been summoned, summoned to a lawyer's office to sit through that thing. Because that's how it all goes down, right? You're, you, you assemble in a rich mahogany, there's many fine leather-bound books about. Yeah, they, there's, you know, a dozen people present. Each gets more insulted as they don't get what they wanted. Yeah. Somebody said, this came in on Friday. Did I read this one on the radio? After my grandparents both passed away back in 2009, my siblings and I ended up with a farm. We are not farm people, and this farm was in Ontario. None of us had ever even been there. It took a few years to sort everything out, but once the farm and equipment was all sold, we each ended up with a healthy amount of cash. I used mine to buy a fully loaded pickup. Mm -hmm. My two siblings used theirs for down payments on homes. My truck is long gone, and my brother and sister both live in houses that are almost paid for. I should have made better life choices. LOL, Brett. Interesting. Now, here's the question. What? Let's say you're left a farm in someone's will. Would you become a farmer or would you do what they did and say, this is not for me and sell it? Hmm. There was a story on the news last night. Canada needs farmers. Like, I don't know. It would be kind of interesting. I don't know if I made it for the farming life. Oh, you'd be a terrible farmer. I would not be good. No. Uh, and sorry to be brutally honest with you, but, you know. <laughs> you probably could have sugarcoated that Well, I probably bit. could have done a little bit better, but no, you'd be a, you'd be an awful farmer. This one, my, uh, my mom has a friend whose aunt passed away. This woman was a bit of an old, do we still, still say spinster? I don't see I that. think I just did. Okay, spinster. She was not a very nice lady, and my mom's friend was always a good niece who would visit her and spend time with her, even though she wasn't a very nice lady. She doubled back on the not a very nice lady. Okay. And when she passed away, she left her entire estate, which was well over $3 million, to my mom's friend. Ooh. Everyone thought she was on the verge of bankruptcy all the time, so it was definitely a shock. So, she was cheap? Profoundly cheap? A rich spinster. Yeah. Maybe the lesson I don't here. think we're supposed to say that. What yeah. would be the alternative? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just a be nice, even if they're kind of jerks. Yeah. Be nice because they might be secretly rich. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Talking about things that you've been left in somebody else's will, and all of a sudden, all the people who have been left farms, they're just coming out of the woodwork here this morning. And I thought this was an interesting one. Says my dad was left the family farm when my grandpa passed away, but when my dad passed away, I was left that family farm, which is in Saskatchewan. I did not sell it. I rented out to an agriculture company and collect rent every year to supplement my income. Probably the best move anyone could make if they inherit a farm and are not a farmer. So of course I had to write back and I'm like, um, how much money do you make by renting out your farm? And they said, well, I can tell you that because I'm not going to tell you my name, but I collect $25,000 a year in rent, which in my opinion is no chump change. I will end up making more in the long run by continuing to rent than I would by selling it and spending all of the money. That's fantastic. Thanks for that. Uh, This one, this is from, okay, this is a good one. We live outside of Edmonton. We have to drive in for school. 
and being in the city is the most stressful part of my life. If someone could give me a farm, I'd move out there permanently in a heartbeat and raise cattle, but I wouldn't kill them. They would just be my friends. This is my retirement dream. I'm 15 years old, Jasper. So if somebody wants to give Jasper a farm, Jasper would really appreciate it. So if you have a spare farm, he's rattling around somewhere. Uh, Jasper's the person to look after it. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Are we farmers? Are we? Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Just do it, man. Just go get a farm somewhere. I do get up like outrageously early. I think that's one of the hardest parts of being a farmer. You got to work when everyone else is sleeping. I can do that easily. I could stand and look in the field all day. You know, I don't think I could farm animals. I think, you know, if I grow green beans or something. Yeah, I could do the move where I just sort of stand on the edge of the field with my thumbs in my my overalls with the piece of straw hanging out of my mouth. I could do that. I could do that part real good. I just don't want, like, with, you know, I don't want livestock because I don't want to have to deal with, you know, a, a late night bovine prolapse. Yeah, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, you don't have to go elbows deep in something. Mm-mm. Something with a heartbeat, you know? Uh, somebody said, when I was a first-year lawyer, I helped an old farmer cut one of his adult children out of his will. Ooh. It was more than a million dollars that he lost. Ooh. I felt so bad for that kid, but apparently he was a jerk. Ooh. That is juicy. That does seem like a natural progression, though, for this conversation now, doesn't it? Hey, why'd you get cut out of the will? <laughs> Getting cut out of a will. <laughs> Instead of what did you get from the will? Oh. That is juicy. My God. The stuff that lawyers and, you know, the legal assistants, the stuff they must hear when they're preparing a will would be crazy. Preparing wills and dealing with, like, really, really ugly divorces. Oh, baby, the family drama you'll get caught up in. Oh, my. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Same music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.